Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, John Toey. And we are a pair of rankers. Let's get to the ranking, motherfuckers. Rank, 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 rank all of your teams. I like to rank about once a day. All right, Noel, we're back for another episode of uh, Rankitude, the rankage, you know what I mean? The mass rankage, the solo rankage, the consistent compulsory rankage. Here we are, another episode of Pair of Rankers. And this time we're going to look at the top 80s action stars. Fuck it, I got it wrong. Damn it. So this time we're going to look at the action heroes from the 80s. So, no, we literally had an entire debate before we went live about, by the way. Yeah. So, and, and he decided on the thing on this, it and then he fucked it up yeah it doesn't matter I'm going to cut all this out and even the bit that I got there right, you go so yeah and then you look like a genius yeah you do you so I do <laughs> sorry right, no let's get fucking stuck into this just like the action uh, star action heroes damn it from the 1980s we're going to get stuck in rip roaring all muscle bound and greased up and stir riddle give us your fucking number five from your list you motherfucker right this is where just before we went live I said it uh the person does not have the quantity at all, at all. It's tiny. In fact, of the series I'm about to mention, he only actually had one film land in the 80s, but it was huge to me. Mm. It was absolutely monumental. And I wouldn't be the kind of film fan that I am if it wasn't mm. for it. And that is Peter Weller. Ooh, Robocop. Of, Ro- of Robocop fame. Sorry, I Robocop heard you big Robocop was a film that I watched so many times. Mm. continue to watch so many times it shaped me from such a young man it mm. was like as a young kid i was probably exposed to it at an age that these days you would definitely be told you should not be exposed to your kid but yeah. i was and because my parents were cool and i turned out absolutely fun yeah uh, but <laughs> he's a cool guy he's a cool guy uh but i just dead or alive so you're hanging with me <laughs> <laughs> but he was just so cool in the role he was i, I don't know he, he had that kind of dead eye expression where he went from being a cop to being robocop he worked his body alex murphy I, I just alex murphy man i just thought he was phenomenal mm. and i wouldn't when i look back on the the, the the early films that really really influenced me uh, it's just this one, and he'll always fly under the radar. There's going to be bigger names, and that's why he's he, he's he still can only be number five because again, Robocop 2 was another one that was a huge film for me, awesome. obviously not as good as the first, but it, it, I just checked it, it was 1990. So, by the law, you know, if we're going to be strict with the rules here, so I've let him in because, as you said, it's quantity over quality. Robocop shaped me, Peter Weller. How about you? Yeah, Clarence Bodica, you are under arrest. Fucking love Robocop, man. Peter oh, Weller's a solid Robocop, choice. Yeah. Fucking love it. Paul Verhoeven's the awesome director. You know, did Total Recall, Stars yes. of Troopers. Awesome. His stylus is fucking crazy. But um, yeah, my number five, he's absolutely iconic. He's legendary. He's a meme machine. He's a fucking a gift giant. You know what I mean? He's he's so into our fucking zeitgeist. There's so much uh, mythos, so much urban legends around him. Can I say it before yeah, you say the it? the man, the myth, the legend. Chuck Norris. Chuck fucking Norris, yeah. You know what I mean? Walker, Texas, motherfucking Ranger. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for me, like, you know, through the 80s, he did, like, um, was it the Dead Wish movies? Not sorry, not Dead Wish. Um, Delta Force. Delta Force movies, sorry. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, Force, it was, yeah. It was it was Remember, yeah. he had the, the, the bike with the rocket launchers. Yeah, and yeah. And so impractical sound- because yeah. they were at an angle. Like, you couldn't aim them. <laughs> but they looked yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, man, like, he was just, like, when you're a kid growing up, um, 
he was kind of like the epitome of that kind of American, uh, that American Superman type fucking character that was kind of portrayed in the 80s during the Cold War era. This kind of fucking thing, just like this over top one man, like if it was a lone wolf McQuaid or some shit, like that one man, uh, like that goes in, can take out a whole fucking group of people. Oh, yeah. Cool as fuck doing it with over the top weapons and Chuck Norris. Like for any right or wrong, around him has got one of the biggest fucking like I don't know like mythos about what that man can and can't do. It's oh no, just, it, 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 it's it, incredible. It, no, and it, if it's that was incredible. what we were ranking over yeah. today, then there would be no absolutely <laughs> no question. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no. It's not Chuck Norris is a phenomenal choice. Yeah. And he and he and, and he absolutely deserves his place. And you know, his films just they weren't as big because they were as numerous and they were as yeah, like a joy. You know, he had uh missing in action. There was a couple of Delta Forces, yeah. Um uh a force of one was a film that I got out of the back of a van. Yeah, that was in the front of my they used to shop in the front of my house. We grew up in a different era. Yeah, so. I remember that. Is that the van that used to go around with the Night a video van? Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which made anyway, no sense uh, because they were bringing it to us. It should have been called Van Video, but whatever. Like, um, well, yeah, actually, yeah <laughs> in that moment, right. in that moment, or mobile video. But do you right? remember the Sidekicks? It was a nineteen ninety. Uh, yeah, yeah, just some great films. Oh, excellent yeah. choice. He, yeah, he's, okay, he's, he's a master of cheese. So, so number four for me has to be Give it to me. Bruce Willis. Ooh, Moonlighting himself, John McClane. Moonlighting himself, he, and he was just, and you know, like as the as we're going up the list, it'd probably be not like. My Peter Weller was my personal choice, but pretty much everybody else on the list is going to be a certified badass. Yeah. I don't know your list. You don't know my list, but yeah. like, you know, spoiler alert, there's going to be some people who you absolutely in their prime, you in your prime would have handed you your ass. Yeah, like, you, know, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. just both physically physical and maybe condition. sexually as well. Like, you know, oh, oh, absolutely. Bones, yeah. Like, and you, you would hope both. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, you'd be yeah. kind of into it. Like, well, well you honest. could slip right off them anyway to take a You could slip sure. right off them, yeah. yeah. But, um, he, but you couldn't deny that he kind of had this everyman kind of thing going on. Yeah, where he he was he was just relatable. He was very funny. He had a way with words. He had yeah. a charisma and a charm, and and he always got bet up in these movies. You know, like yeah. the Die Hard, obviously, like was the original Die Hard, die not hard. the nineties though. No, the first Die Hard was definitely in in in, in definitely what seven eight seven eight or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, Die Hard came out in so that I don't eighty eight. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, so um, even you know what? I don't I don't know what his eighties because you know we all everybody goes back to Moonlight and stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't care, man. It was Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard. Yeah. It was. Yeah, he he's find that he finds it hard to die. Yeah, the yeah. pent ultimate of action films. Yeah. So, like, I mean, again, you, you said Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris is an excellent, excellent choice. But Chuck Norris, for all that he had in the 80s, and it was oh so much, he never had a diehard. Yeah, he yeah. never had a diehard. Oh, yeah. For, actually, so few people will ever have a diehard, you know, even the big action star. Oh. The Rock hasn't had his diehard. Yeah, he tried skyscrapers, pile of shy. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah, like, I think John McClane, um, maybe Martin Riggs and uh, Rich, uh, Roger Murtaugh, to a certain extent, those two guys, um, from Lethal Weapon movies, the, uh, they were the pinnacle of the everyday action hero. Those three guys, Roger Murtaugh played by uh, uh, Danny Glover, um, uh, Martin Riggs played by uh, Mel Gibson, and John McClane played by Bruce Willis. Those three dudes, in my opinion, are the pinnacle of the everyday action hero. And that's what I, uh, for, I think 
Bruce Willis is a great choice, even though like he more so became an action hero in the 90s and later on, Die Hard is one of the most landmark action movies of all time. It's one of the most quotable, it's one of the most rewatchable, and definitely Bruce Willis is a fucking great choice, number four for you, dude. Okay, no, thanks, man, for saying that. Number four for you. Um, my number four is Mr. Splits himself, the Belgian waffle, Muscles from Brussels, Jean-Claude motherfucking damn, Kumite, 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 hearts on fire. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I know we need to kind of like uh, go into it a little bit, but I, I honestly God, just think that's such a, a, a excellent and also obvious choice. Jean-Claude Van Damme, 1980s. Yeah, of course. Duh. Yeah, 100%. Oh my God. So many oh, iconic moves. Bloodsport. So many. Yeah, oh, kickboxer, God, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh know. my God, yeah. how good was Bloodsport? Yeah, man, Bloodsport is so good. Like, it's like an underground fighting uh, ring that everybody seems to know about. Like, everybody, everybody seems, knows about it. Even has yeah. its own song. Like, it even has its own song. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, it's the kind of thing, it's like, uh, this football match is a secret, and then they have uh, fan songs. It's like, well, it's obviously not secret enough that the fans were able to come up with chants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Enough yeah, oh, able... no, absolutely. <laughs> Even yeah, though yeah. the chant was strictly Kumite, Kumite, Kumite. They're kind of Chelsea. But, um, <laughs> you know, so... Oh, my God. No, no. Like, kickboxer, the, 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 the dance scene that's, like, yeah. iconic to this day. <laughs> yeah, um, another meme machine. Like, you know, like... Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. Like, you know, it was dark. But Jean-Claude Van Damme is absolutely was phenomenal. Was Universal Soldier later, was it? Yes, it was. Actually, to be honest with you, he kind of peaked in the 90s. Like, he, mm. you know, you had, like, uh, Double Impact, uh, Hard Target. I went to that in the cinema, actually. Yeah. Um, but and when I was very fighter. young, Street Fighter, as shite as that was. Yeah, um, I love that movie. But, yeah, Sudden Death. Yeah, no, no, he really can't. You could call him, you could definitely call him a 90s action star as you're going to talk about the quantity and even the quality of the films. Yeah. But when, when Bloodsport and some of these earlier he films arrived, like Jean... Uh, yeah, exactly. He landed on the scene with a with a kick, I suppose. I would say the thud, but with a kick. Um, <laughs> but he was. He was something that he just he was just phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and he was just what you were allowed to be. You didn't need the range that you need now or anything like that. He yeah. was just an absolute badass. And he was a certified badass. He had gone from ballet to kickboxing and had yeah. won tournaments. You know yeah, what I mean? This guy was a, an actual, an actual champion. So, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, hands down, great. And to ex- for the sake of expediency, yeah. my number three is Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> it's a terrible yeah. choice, dude. He'd never make my list. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, um, I'm going to throw in a, a, a uh, honourable mention. Like, my honourable mention is something else. But I'm going to just kind of throw in somebody with, like, who was prominent during the 1980s? Because I want. I was about to say Steven Seagal, but I don't think he was. No, it's the guy. It's the guy made his name in the eighties, but kind of became prominent in the nineties. I think, in my opinion, I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, because he's been around for Nico. Yeah, um, Nico Glimmerman uh, on Deadly Ground, uh, Under Siege one and two. I fucking loved Steven Seagal growing up. That's like a lot of movies there that we could really dip into, like you know. But, yeah, um, above the law was the eighties, and uh, oh yeah, no, he again he came to fruition because a lot of these people start in the eighties yeah. and then they kind of have their really exactly, like you know yeah. huge period in there. But uh, no, I, I'm gonna you know what I'm just gonna say what well, well, Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme was my number three. He was your number four. So let's just go to your number three. Yeah, no, like uh, uh, Van Damme, I think though for both of us, like it, it just shows that he deserves his place on the list. Where you give him three or four, whatever position he's on the list, 
he deserves it because simply because not just the action movies he was in, they were cool, but the way he used to apply his action was something we hadn't seen at the time. As you said, he's a certified badass, an actual martial artist. He's like the, the way he was, he was so agile, so athletic. It was something completely different than the muscle bound guys that we're normally seeing, even though he was quite muscle bound and all that stuff. That he just did a yeah, different a type of action. or whatever it was called. Yeah, like no, that was the girl. Oh, yeah. Sorry, who are you talking about? Uh, Van Damme. Van Damme. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Van Damme, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. So Van Damme, for me, I thought, like, and for you, I think it's a good choice as well because he just did a different style of action at that time that we hadn't oh, seen. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he's just a cool motherfucker doing it. Um, uh, Doing the splits all the time. Uh, so Van Damme's your number three, my number four. My number three is, you know, uh, you're Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> What am I supposed? To, I, what am I supposed to get from that? Who the fuck are you talking about, uh, Mister Sylvester Stallone himself? You know, ah, Rocky, what did you just say? Rocky Rambo. Do I need to say more? Those just those two uh, iconic. Like even though Rambo, in a sense, is not your traditional action hero, he kind of became one as the movies grew. But Rambo, just having Rambo on your bed, that series of movies. He dominated the eighties with those fucking movies, but both of those series, and I yeah. think like Sylvester Stallone and. I think it's undoubtable. Like, you have to put him in because not just the body of work he did, but some of those movies are so fucking good and they're so iconic. Like, Rocky One, uh, the first Rambo, first Blood, and they're completely grounded movies and just showed you how he himself grew into this kind of caricature of himself and they what expected Hollywood to be because he was quite grounded in the start of both those entries, First Blood and the first Rocky are very grounded movies compared to how they actually evolve. And the same kind of way Sylvester Sloan grew into this larger-than-life character himself. And so his characters did alongside him. And just to watch that evolution throughout the decade was fucking fascinating. He was in so many successful movies. And Sylvester Sloan has to be number three on my list, I think. Absolutely, absolutely phenomenal choice. What are we supposed to say? I mean, he's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. He, and, 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 I mean, he was... He wrote Rocky and he wouldn't sell it until it was allowed to make his own Rocky be Rocky. Rob Reynolds wanted to yeah, yeah, exactly. He was, you know, he he manifested his own destiny, and you just have to respect the absolute shit out of that. And that is why my number two is Sylvester Sloan. <laughs> Amazing. Like, yeah. do, you, do you think one thing like I don't know how we didn't foresee this? Uh, yeah, like, you know, there's going to be some obvious ones, and the reason they're obvious is because they're, they're deserving of their places, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah, completely and totally deserving of their places, yeah. So, like, like man, like if me and you growing up, like, we didn't get to see the same bevy of content that we get to see nowadays because, as we spoke before about Return to Critics, oftentimes in here, we were restricted in terms of the content uh, providers, like, we're RTE was pretty much it. And then maybe as you got along, you got the Sky Channels in and you got more and more exposure to it and you got to do rentals and stuff when they still exist. We talk about daily video, extra vision button no longer exists. But one thing we got to see and one thing we got to feast on was a steady diet as Sylvester Sloan growing up. And there's, oh, only, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so of course, I'll always be grateful to him. Yeah. Always be great. Yeah, you know what I mean? And you've you seen in uh, Copland and you've seen in some of the later Rocky. Oh, God, what are the other ones? Um, what's the name of the Creed? Creed, thank you. Yeah. Um, the actual quality of an actor that he could be, because he, you know, he, he, he had, yeah, he was an absolute, he's an absolutely terrific actor, and he obviously he was in, he was an action, he was an action hero in the A's. Yeah, so of course, that's what his films looked like, and that's what his performance had to be. Um, but he actually has depth and range, and I, I always 
I always feel like he kind of became even when you were introducing him. We like we all do when we're talking. Yeah. Um, I, I I watch uh, Big Mouth. Have you seen Big Mouth? The Nick Kroll cartoon. Oh, I've seen some of it. The first three seasons. You know, you know, it's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was yeah. It's them watching the the original. Stallone porn on VHS <laughs> and they keep, they keep manifesting them in their imagination. He's going, no, it's just dog. He's great. <laughs> so he does. He became this caricature because of the way he speaks and and and, he, and he's and the characters um, he portrayed the over the top nature of him. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Look but at I first blood and look at the, the second Rambo, creed. You know? The second creed had um when he meets Haven't Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, like, it's got some really heavy scenes where he's talking to his son. Where he meets Dolph Lundgren again, and Dolph Lundgren was help me out. Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago and and it's proper acting and it actually is and I mm. and it's almost like that that you're kind of a bit mad at yourself yeah you know what I mean because you're you know you can't point the finger at anyone you're as guilty of it as anyone and yeah. you realize fuck there was an actor like he's an extremely talented oh, man oh of course I'm an extremely talented man like that's why I that's what I said when I when I said so was my number three that if you look at the movies the franchises that made him famous quite pretty much mirror his career as and his evolution as a public uh, per, persona because Rocky uh, uh, and Rambo First Blood are completely grounded dramatic movies like that's what they are and then if you look at how those both to, to those franchises evolved throughout that decade and you look at how Sylvester Stallone's public image evolved throughout the decade that his characters actually mirrored his evolution as a person and the way they evolved was the same way he evolved in the public image and the public eye that he became an like over the top larger than life character in real life. So his characters themselves had the same trajectory throughout their uh, stories. And that's kind of the thing with Sir Stallone. And undoubtedly, like even though he did a demolition man and did a judge dread, no one can take Copland away from him. No one can take Rocky away from him. No one can take first blood away from him. The dude can act. That's what undoubted. But also, he's one of the greatest action heroes that ever has existed. And that's why he's number three on my list and number two on yours. Yeah. Okay. Number two on yours. Who's better than Stallone? For man. me. But um, still not the best. Still not the best, but undoubtedly one of the best. And undoubtedly left a massive impression on me because he's in one of my all-time favorite movies. And that is R.J. McCready himself, Kurt motherfucking Russell. Oh, you bitch. I never even thought of Kurt Russell. Hmm. Undoubtedly, oh. one of the coolest motherfuckers alive, but one of the best heads oh. there ever. That's just big trouble for me. Yeah, what in Little China? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kurt, fuck it. You know what? I, I, oh God. You know, me and you, God. It, there, for 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 whoever out there that is listening to like literally all of our podcasts, I apologize for how often we bring up the thing. Um, uh, I but don't. we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but it was it's it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, that's why that's there's such a strong association with me and Kurt Russell in that role that yeah. I forget that he was he's got such a storied and excellent career. Of course. And 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 he's again he's got that little bit of Bruce Willis every everyday man kind of vibe. Everyday man kind of vibe. You know, he's a very good looking dude. His hair is amazing and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time you look at him and you think, yeah, you could you you, you could be a Kurt Russell before you could be like a um Sylvester Stallone. A, like Sylvester Stallone. You know what I mean? Like that dude was like shredded to a degree that you couldn't never even find like Kurt Russell. Better looking than you, better hair than you, absolutely. But there wasn't this disconnect. 
Yeah. And he was obviously kind of grounded. He was a trucker or he was just like, um, whatever the hell it was, he wasn't the thing. But he was always this kind of grounded character. And that's what we liked when we there watched stuff. We scientists. like to imagine ourselves in a He was a helicopter Russell, pilot. He was a helicopter pilot. But this is what we wanted. This is what we imagined ourselves. And Kurt Russell always did such a great job. And I've embarrassed myself by um, forgetting to consider him for the role because I got this rush of names into my head. And yeah. I went, yeah, I'll just arrange them and I'll go for it. Yeah, uh, and Kurt Russell is a phenomenal choice, man. But make make your case. Yeah, like, you you're preaching to the converted, but make your case. Of course, yeah. Like like the thing, like not only is it an amazing action movie, but like and it's one of the greatest science fiction suspense horrors of all time, if not the greatest. Like it, it definitely, if you want to like start saying sci-fi, it's attached to it. It's like it, one of the greatest suspense horrors. But when you touch the sci-fi subject uh, to it, it's definitely the greatest. And his role in that movie, even though he's ca- carrying around uh, a fucking flamethrower and he's he's setting these assimilated fucking alien creatures on fire, and he's wearing a sombrero while he's doing it, and he's this kind of larger-than-life character. All the same, it's like you say, I can imagine myself being an R.J. McCready long before I can imagine myself being a John Rambo. And in that moment, even though he's doing all these cool motherfucking things, setting these creatures on fire, saying all these really cool lines, like pouring whiskey into a uh, computer because so, he lost the chest. But like all these kind of things. And at the same time, he's acting while he does action. And that's what makes Kurt Russell different, I think, than some action stars. And that's why Bruce Willis is so good. That's why Mel Gibson is so good. And Danny Glover, because they act as well as doing action. So when they're acting and doing action at the same time, that's why you saw the development and evolution of the action star throughout the 90s and why they became less like the muscle-bound man. Action and acting combined oftentimes leads to a better movie and the thing and RJ McCready and Kurt Russell's portrayal of him in that movie is one of the best examples of acting and action at the same time. And it shows how potent a mixture of two of them can be combined. So no, Kurt Russell's my number two, going to rustle me up some justice. Who's your number one? And then I'll give my number one and then we'll get the fuck out of here after our honorable mentions. Both our number ones is Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you, but first I gotta leave, and then I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, like we make a point to, to keep it, to keep it fluid, to keep it, uh, so we can bounce off each other. We never, ever, ever let each other see each other uh, list. Yeah, and it'll always be the way. But man, we're talking eighties action here. Yeah, so. where did man. we think this was going? Of course, you know, like, but people. No, for our next case. list, we're gonna do people most responsible for World War Two. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give you my number one first, and then you give me your number one. You know what I mean? It's it's just where else would this road lead us? Yeah, Dan too. Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. Yeah, of course. You've got predator. The roadmap is going to go straight through Austria. It's just the way it's going to be. Oh, absolutely, be. it is. Now, but it just make is. your case, Nolan. Make your case. <laughs> but he landed when he actually landed the role of Terminator. You know, he wanted the role of Kyle Reese, which ironically, like. As it would turn out, would have been the worst thing that could have possibly happened to him, and he would have been killed off in the first yeah. movie, and that would have been that. He's well, had, he, like he died in the first one, anyways. He dies nearly all the Terminator. Kyle, yeah, but the Terminator gets to come back. Yeah, a machine what, gets to come back. Yeah, good point. You know, you know, I mean, Kyle Reese gets to come back in a a scene in the second one that got cut from the movie. And, yeah, and, you know, it's 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 a completely different animal. Kyle Reese gets younger with every movie he appears in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's the charm of him. But at this, but that's what it is. He, but when he had Predator and he had um, Conan. Terminator, 
in the eighties. Conan. He had uh con yeah, he had Conan and Total Recall. Yeah. Then you are just absolutely hitting out of the park. The running man. Yeah. I'm not, and I, this one, the last few, I, I looked them up. This is me just talking as a kid who grew up in the A's. Yeah. I haven't looked up anything here. Man, just, he was the juggernaut. He's the juggernaut from oh, the he 80s. Was and the 90s. Unstoppable. 100%. And you know what? Like, I mean, again, he was quite, he's quite wooden an actor, but at the same time, he, he worked in the roles that he had. It just yeah. worked. Because he's he such was, a magnificent I, you know specimen. Like, like, again, he's you know. such a magnificent specimen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, that guy was the absolute most elite of of body types at that, that era you remember yeah. him in uh oh god sorry uh remember i said i kill you last i like commando yeah oh commando that's another one where he's one carry, yeah where he's carrying the tree at the start like the whole that literally half a tree yeah the entire thing on his shoulder yeah. Melissa milano's his daughter yeah. uh don't please don't wake my friend he's dead tired he just owned it man he undeniably owned the a's yeah just yeah, like, you, you know what, like in 1994, I know Kurt Cobain owned 1994 because of the huge fallout that came from his death. But like the, in terms of entertainment industry, uh, James, uh, Jim Carrey owned 1994 into 1995. Yeah. He just did. He Dumb owned. and Dumber and um, Ace Ventura. The mask came in there, yeah. And then the mask came in early 95. But yeah, no, it just it was just his era. Yeah. Um, so I do, but like Schwarzenegger managed to do it for a decade. He uh, yeah. twins was probably yeah. inside, and he went on and did it well. again in the nineties as well. Like you know what I mean? Oh no, and he absolutely delivered. I mean, yeah. Terminator Two was in the nineties. Yeah, Terminator you Two. You know, forget everything. Junior, Terminator Two like, you know. was in the nineties. You know, um, but uh, True Lies and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. But he was so spectacular. He was such a spectacular spot, and he was again. He shortcomings. They kind of worked. There was a there was like kindergarten cop. There was a charm to it. About yeah, it. that's the thing. Yeah, you really... wanted to like him, and then but then it was easy to like him. Sometimes you want to like someone and you can't. Yeah, but like it was you wanted to like Arnold Schwarzenegger despite his shortcomings as an actor, but you could. You just simply could. Mm. It just worked. Yeah, but like no, I couldn't have been anybody else. For all the movies you just named out, like if you'd strip all of them away and if you just leave Terminator and Predator, he deserves to be oh, on the list. You know it's what I mean? Still, like, that's an excellent point. Yeah. For literally just those two entries, yeah, he would just, 100% be number one in the list. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? The, like, his, like, ter- like, his portrayal of Dutch in Predator was great it, it's for all so, i've said about what acted his portrayal oh yeah. of dutch was phenomenal oh 100 like it's probably one of his most layered roles but like it's so he was so well cast in the role and him being such a magnificent specimen of a human being right that matching him against the predator was so spectacular in terms of him the believability of him being able to kill a predator was so well done that it's never been able to be replicated ever since in terms of that franchise that's the impact he had in that franchise. If you look at the Terminator franchise, the impact Aaron Schwarzenegger had in that franchise is so undeniable that he's been irreplaceable as the movies have gone on. And anytime, even when it was probably, even when he shouldn't have been, like yeah. a dark fate and an old, an old guy Terminator. Yeah. yeah, no, I just mean like, like it, it in just, terms it was of like, so silly. Like they'd never been able to replace him as like the central um, antagonist in the way he was in part one no. and the central protagonist the way he was in part two. But that's because that very first scene before he goes and kills Bill Paxton is just this huge rest in peace squared, Paxton, yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Paxton. Bill Paxton, killed Fucking... by a xenomorph, killed by a Terminator, killed by a predator. Yeah, top that. And genius, genius. You know, I he, love Bill Paxton. Such a funny dude. Love Bill Paxton. So cool. Rest in power. Oh. We miss you. Yeah, great. One Fucking, great and it'll never be game over for Bill Paxton. Man. Yeah, never. no way, man. No way. Um, but uh. 
but when Schwarzenegger showed up, because obviously he's got this huge square, like almost mm. unbelievable, like structured face. He, he's even just like born to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he looks like Conan. Like he was so perfect for Conan because he just looks like a specimen that almost couldn't exist in the modern age. He yeah, just, exactly. Literally, face structure, shoulder with everything. Yeah. Um, but when he shows up and he's you know stark naked and because only organic tissue, blah blah blah, can we transport? And he stands up. And he looks around and he's just, he's just got that stone eyed. Did him, he just did him. Yeah. Nobody had it. But even, even Stallone knows that. Yeah. 100%. You know, Stallone is completely aware. Of yeah. That, as, as you know, as Rocky. Stallone is Rocky and Rambo. You cannot compare that to Terminator and Predator. It's just you leagues. You can't. Even though you could have 20 Rambos and it's never going to even touch fucking Predator. And like, never, not even come never. close, not even the same stratosphere. And no. like, and Terminator, it's too perfect to film, just too yeah, perfect to film. Like, like the premise of Predator and the premise of Terminator are so genius that they could not get past part one and two. Like, one and two of Predator and Terminator are by far the best of both their franchises. I know Aaron Schwarzenegger is only in the first Predator, but in terms of a premise, there's just so fucking genius that you, you can't keep replicating it because the uniqueness wears away. And I think that's what shows about the two movies he was in, that he was so pivotal in the growth of science fiction in the 80s in terms of the action and the different kind of like ideas they used because the two movies he was in were so unique. Like the, the fucking idea of the Terminator and the idea of Predator, like they've never been replicated, even within their own franchise, they find it hard to try and replicate the same ingredients or the same formula because they're so unique. And the fact that he was front and center in both of those, and the fact that they were so action heavy, both of those, then without a shadow of a doubt, Aaron Schwarzenegger, even just on the backs of those two franchises, has to be number one for me in terms of uh, 80s action heroes. It's undeniable. Like, And then when you throw in all the other things he's did, uh, did, he did as well, Commando, like, you know what I mean? Fucking Total Recall. Like, what else did you say? Like, you know, like, I hate when I, yeah, I'm trying this shit. But, like, all the movies he did, and then you look at him at his peak. His Running peak, Man. That was yeah, right. That was run, one Running Man as well. Like, it's just like, him at his peak was unmatched. And even when he went yeah. off his peak, his movies were still ridiculously entertaining. Like, even... Man, why do you think I just said... Well, like, both of our number ones is Schwarzenegger. Yeah, like it's. it's Boy, under- I just skip. I just skipped to the end of the yeah, book. There was yeah. like we knew where it was going. Yeah. Exactly, like just like his muscles, he himself as the top eighties action hero is undeniable. And no, before I let you get the fuck out of here, dude. We wrap this motherfucker up. Tell me who your honorable mention is. My honorable mention, we actually already touched upon, and that was. You have to give it to Chuck Norris, even though it never happened for him on a huge level. Yeah. Not a huge level. Yeah. Like it did for basically everyone else. And I know Peter Weller just had Robocop. Yeah, um, but Robocop was so iconic, part one. And it's two. just so oh iconic. God, but like so but iconic, he, but he, said he, but he was churning out. Chuck Norris was churning out movies every six, seven, eight months. Yeah. For that 10 working years. Working actor, working for Canon, I think. Working also. actor, you know, and he had his Delta Force and he had all that, but they were always very much so just in the scope of uh, spectacle over yeah. substance. Yeah. He exactly. never had a Terminator. He just yeah. didn't. Yeah. And he never, he never had a, a, a Rambo. Rambo's one. He, he doesn't oh, kill right. anyone in the first Rambo. Yeah. He comes back to the town and he sets up traps and stuff like that. He doesn't. I think he but kills he one such, guy, doesn't he? No. Does he? Does he? Maybe. You know mm-hmm. what? You know. Absolutely, yeah. maybe he does. You know, it is a, it is it is a, a ramble. But at mm. the same time, I remember the first one. It wasn't about the violence, but it was, yeah. everyone kind of went more. 
Yeah, and Delta Force made money, so they made another one. But if you look back to his discography, it's films, mm. standalone films, films, yeah. films, 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 and, and it goes on and on. Back to when he was fighting Bruce Lee, it goes on and on and yeah. on. Enter Dragon, um, was it? Yeah, Enter the Dragon. Yeah, but at the same time, you cannot deny that the man was a huge mainstay. In if you grew up in the eighties or nineties, oh, yeah. a huge mainstay in your childhood, and you have to respect it. hundred percent. So, honorable mention. I know we already touched on him, but a completely an honorable mention for me. And I tip my cap to the man, even though he didn't make my list. But he was about to. You were the one who said to me, "Man, go with the quality over the quantity," and that's why he didn't. That's yeah. why Robocop met it, and yeah. that was literally just before he went live. Uh, sorry, man. Honorable mention. Yeah, my- just. Yeah, my honorable mention, and you already uh, mentioned his name earlier on, is Ivan Drago himself, Dolph Lundgren. He's like the poor man's oh, right. Yeah, there. absolutely. Florida yeah. it as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so for Dolph Lundgren, he was the kind of dude, uh, kind of like uh, Chuck Norris, but didn't get the same fame as Chuck Norris. But he was in a lot of memorable roles, but he never seemed to really land that one iconic role. He was in a lot of cool movies. I, I'm not sure if Universal Soldier was in the 80s or the 90s. But I think was, it was probably in the early 90s of a yeah, stab at it. You know, so, so he was in a lot of cool movies, but he never seemed to be the main star in any of the movies he was in. Yeah. He was always the, you know, the, the, the kind of the villain that didn't say a lot, like in uh, Rambo 4, or sorry, Rocky 4, right? or he was in uh, Universal Soldier, another movie talking about in the 90s, that, like that he never doesn't really say much, that because he was such um, a good physical specimen, he was in a lot of cool movies and a lot of good movies, but the fact that he had such little range. He never... Man and Punisher. Yeah, He Man, exactly. I can't a View to Kill. Yeah, yeah. Ma- no, Mas- you had them. Yeah. But I, I, man, this one I am 100% looking up. Yeah. Like they're not coming to me. Totally like, forgot you know... about He Man. So, like, aside from He Man, which I think the fact that I forgot about He Man's on me, but like that actually on its own. It was the first movie place. I ever went to yeah. in the yeah. cinema as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, so the fact that he did He Man earns an honorable mention for me. He was in a lot of roles. He was around a lot. He didn't get a chance to be the big star like Sylvester Stallone or John Claude Van Damme or Aaron Schwarzenegger, the people we already mentioned. But he was in a lot of the movies, either with them or in the same era or similar movies. And to me, he's kind of like that knockoff Aaron Schwarzenegger that he just didn't seem to have the same range that Schwarzenegger did when he got outside those non-speaking roles. And Schwarzenegger flourished in a, in a way Duff Lundgren never did. And even though he had a cool image and a cool look, that he never really flourished. Um, and I think he's a good honorable mention because he's in a lot of cool movies, but never really mentioned. Yeah, never really. But it broke. could have in a different universe. Like it, it's us, the audience, that decides. Exactly. In, in another universe, universe where just something kind of goes, like, "Wow, can we get a bit more of that?" It would have happened. So it just didn't happen for him, and that's yeah. not really on him. Yeah, if he'd have got Terminator instead of Schwarzenegger, who knows? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. exactly. Remember in the last action hero, he goes into the video store and there's a cardboard cutout of Stallone as the Terminator, you yeah. know, like they, because yeah. even in that, like, even in that, they were able to flirt with the idea because, you know, yeah. it would have been in the zeitgeist that had yeah. it happened. So, no, do you have any more honorable, honorable mentions or we get the fuck out of here? No, actually, you know, you know, if I had an honorable, honorable mention, it probably would have been Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, know? or Steven Seagal, yeah. maybe. Or, or so, Steven but, Seagal, you know, yeah. absolutely, yeah. But Steven Seagal only had a view to kill that I seen when yeah. we were talking that was actually in the A's, and if we're going to be strict. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I think I, I think that was good. I enjoyed that conversation. Man. Yeah, you know, I mean, man, like, there's nothing, there's nothing like reliving the old days, bit of nostalgia, like, fucking open up them windows, peering into the past, looking at 1980s, where our stars were a lot greasier, a lot more steroidal, 
more muscle bound, a little less acting, a lot more action. And that's just the era. That's why it's fun to talk about. That's why it's fun to look back. And that's why this pair of rankers was fucking awesome, man. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. All right, folks, we are pair of rankers. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Alton Tui. And that was top action stars. Fuck it. Top action heroes in the 1980s. Let's get the fuck out of here. Wind back and have a rank. That's what we're saying at the start from now on. <laughs> Keep this in. This is how we're doing, folks. Peace. Peace. <laughs>